Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a show in season five. If I could Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Shut up, Leonard. Wiggler and Jazz. Here till it ends. Need it to pass or fail Greendale with all of our friends. The brightest timeline makes you say. Touche. Yeah, that's right. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's community. I'm a sexy cat. I'm a sexy podcast host. Oh, yeah. It's season five, episode two, introduction to teaching. I'm Nicolas Cage. I'm joined here by Jess Sterling. Jess. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Close. Cold, warm. It's like 10 out of 10. No, 12 uh, out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jess. It's me. It's Josh. Nicholas Cage oh couldn't join us gosh. today, but what a delight to have yep. the spirit of Nicholas Cage coursing through the veins of community this week. Yeah. Uh, this was a long oh, anticipated yeah. episode. Uh-huh. 
uh, for you to watch, obviously, because of the Abed storyline. <laughs> yes. Very, very obviously. And of course, I have seen Abed's gif of Nicolas Cage noises in the past. I have seen this, but I had completely forgotten about it. Good. Uh, and so, Good. like, I'd forgotten about it even while watching the episode. I had forgotten about it. Until uh, you saw it and you're like, Until oh. I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a sexy cat. I'm a sexy cat. Yeah. So that was really fun. That was great. Mm -hmm. I was thrilled to see that. Another thing that I had known but had forgotten uh, was, yeah, Mike Ehrmantraut's coming to community. Coming to, to Greendale. 15 years as a criminology professor. I want to know what his uh, experience with the Chang dynasty was like. <laughs> I, I do hope we find out. Uh, but yeah, great to see Jonathan Banks signing up for community. Another thing where like, I, you know, I, I've talked about this before. Like I was uh, like in the, in the prime, let's say of my entertainment journalism career as community is an active situation. And I feel like I wrote a story somewhere about the casting of Jonathan Banks on community, oh. but much like all of the other things that I wrote during that era, I basically have completely forgotten all of them. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't remember that until he showed up here and I was like, great. Amazing. We here got we Jonathan are. Banks. Yeah. And then we're getting copious amounts of cage in this episode as well. How is, and then we get the probably best uh, post credit scene that I have seen. It's certainly high up there. It's for very me. good. How is this going to be anything but a full four for me? I think uh, it's pretty, pretty clear that I was going to yeah. love this one. I was pretty sure you were going to give it a full four, like no matter what. Um, this is the beginning it's of an Dan era. Harmon is writing this one with uh, your favorite mind, Andy Babrow. We, we love this, Andy. We Babrow. love Andy Babrow. Uh, Jay Shandreskar is the director uh, who has directed so many episodes of Community, but is also closest to my heart as uh, his association with Broken Lizard, Thorny Ramathorn from Super Troopers. So him directing this one specifically, I'm going to be thrilled about. It's like the stars aligning that this was going to be an episode of the show that would be mine. I will cherish yeah. this episode for the rest of time. It is the second season five community episode, end of sentence, but it is the second season five episode of community, Jess, that I have watched twice now. Uh, so season five. Or, Off to a, a very strong start. Yeah, and let me tell you, um, it's it only goes up from here. Like this, this is the beginning of an era. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think we both talked about like how the last episode is a bit of like you need a transition, right, from season four to season five. You can't just like full season five right away. No, you gotta like dip your toes in the water. The toes know? have to be dipped. Yeah, it is important, if not crucial, to dip the toes exactly one little piggy at a time. <laughs> Really? <laughs> That's hard to do. It's very hard to do. I don't know anyone who could do that. Especially if you had the second toe that's a little longer than the first yeah, toe. Like, really, yeah. how are you doing that? Really, almost in any situation, that's going to be close to impossible. But Unless uh, if you if you have the regular, like, ramp of toes, like most people, yeah. you maybe start small to big. Maybe. I don't know. I think, like, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's not going to be particularly elegant. Let's no, put it that way. No, definitely it's gonna, not. It's going to be, a, like, much like the pig itself as an animal. It's yeah. going to be a dirty process, but you got to try and i i appreciate that we are um on ramping to whatever it is we are on ramping right now obviously setting things up with like the student teacher committee feels like mm -hmm. a very big thing here on table mark two um i don't know where we are going but 
one of like the great things that a show can do is even make the ramp up process highly enjoyable. And so the yeah. ramp up process so far, highly enjoyable, having a great time. Yeah. Very, very fun. Yeah, I think this episode really does like kick things off for yes. what's to come. Yes. Probably one of the best runs of, yes. of community episodes. So I'm really excited to dive I into I am as well. Of, of course, we are live for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. You get to watch us record episodes of Community Building live as we do them. If you want to become a patron, patreon.com slash recaps. For those of you who are patrons of Post Show Recaps watching live or watching the video version after the fact, which, of course, you can do, you will see that I am wearing uh, Nicolas Cage's jacket from the hit film Next, in which he plays Chris Johnson, a magician who can see two minutes into the future and acts accordingly. And Next is sort of the totemic film of the Post Show Recaps patron society. Let's call it a society. We live in a society. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I am to understand that there were many Next references last week on the podcast. so anxious because... Two different times. Um, the uh, shout out to the uh, wonderful feedback giver, uh, the Ask Crack Bandit, who always sends in feedback. Capitalized the N in next. April in the chat had put in like, "I'm so excited for next week," and next was capitalized. I was very nervy that you were going to catch on and you were going to no, know what was happening. I didn't. I, I didn't, was, I was I didn't see it. I didn't see anything. I was too busy podcasting. Not yeah. that I don't just like you know mess around while podcasting. Sometimes it's been known to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, You've chanced a time or two. I've chanced a time or two. Like I've tried to like curb my Wario Casino habit a little bit here, but gotten really into that phone game 2048 you ever play that one i have not oh gosh wow i'm like i'm like incredibly late to this game i've heard of it i've heard of it yeah so i but i'm doing a lot of candy crushing these days good for you that's nice Mm -hmm. to know i'm doing that irl not in uh in my games crushing some candy yeah i actually am there's a couple of little lollipop things that i've got right now they're next level (laughs) haha next uh but no i'm not playing any phone games i was just focusing on the podcast and i totally missed all of the Good. the next level activity so kudos to everybody who was able to sneak one by old wiggler i pride myself on people not being able to get a bit past me mm-hmm. y'all got a bit past me you bit uh so people were excited for us to talk this one through huh very yeah like ecstatic to the point where people were like i'm shocked you didn't show this to josh how many um because it for those who are not patrons of Poster Recaps, you perhaps do not know that uh, when you use Discord in the Poster Recaps patron Discord, you've got the ability to spoiler text your comments. And often in the community channel that we have, uh, these spoilered out comments that you have to click in order to see are prefaced with two words, no Josh. Uh, <laughs> and that means I am not to click the clicky thing. Uh, yeah. So I have in recent times, certainly, I've really abided by the rules. I'm trying not to look. How many no Josh Nicholas Cage community comments have there been over the past? Uh, how long have we been oh, doing this? Now? A lot. Two years? A lot. Like, that's like the majority of what I think people didn't want. There are a few things that people don't want you to find out. Um, uh-huh. But that is a big one. Um, because, and again, just to reiterate, like when we were doing the patron only podcast, that was, I think maybe before next was a thing for us. It was. It really wasn't on my radar to have you watch the, the episode that has the Nicholas Cage bit in it. 
um up until after next obviously yeah but uh but no people were very very excited for you to get to this episode not just because of the Nicolas Cage of it all but because it's like actually a really really good episode as we well. were so close to recording this one on what we have dubbed next day uh but certainly is more importantly Nicolas Cage's actual birthday uh January 11th 2023 is when we recorded with Corey B live the season mm-hmm. five premiere one week off uh but uh, two minutes into the future, uh, yep. everyone, everyone saw that we would be doing this at least a week later. So very, very exciting times. Uh, and then for people thinking like he did, he doesn't know Mike Ehrmantraut's coming up. He's going to be excited about that, too. Um, People were definitely excited for you to meet Buzz Hickey. I don't know if anybody was under the assumption that you didn't know he was ever on the show. I sure. feel like that's kind of like a cast, big cast. Yeah, like that'd be that hard is to kind of. That'd be obvious. So um, a question for you, if you if you can, if you're able to. Um, so this is a this is a big episode, because not just because of the Nicolas Cage component, but also because it's introducing Buzz Hickey. And I I understand that he is around for a bit. He's not a series regular. He is right? not Jonathan technically Banks? a series regular. I did look it up because I was also he's curious. not in the opening. He's not in the main titles. He's not he's on the not, no, he's not technically a series regular um, in, at this point now. So he's a he's a Dean's lister. Uh, he is he's, uh, a Dean's list eligible. Can you can you? set up for me as best as you can as much as you feel like you're allowed to as you're permitted to like this is more than just a gag right jonathan banks he's is like, in the show he's like a character he's a recurring character okay well you could i mean this is like not even something that is really spoiler anyway because he's on the save greendale committee yeah so like you can assume he's going to be hanging around he's literally sitting in pierce's chair can you like tease his involvement in the show at all like is he just a joke character no an emotional character like am i gonna feel for buzz hickey am i gonna care um, I feel like the extent to which you're going to care is probably made mostly evident in this episode, right? Mm. Especially like the end tag is like yeah. very uh, whatever. Um, I think he's mostly like, uh, right, he's a colleague to Jeff. So Jeff and him are going to have, you know, some like moments like that together. Um, I do think there's there's one episode in particular I could see you like really, really loving what he does. I can see him being a very, very big receiver of the Dean's List points. Does it feel like his, is this a lock, do you think, that he's going to be our Dean's List uh, champion? I think it'll be very difficult for other people to beat him. Yeah. Just because I... he's like he's like the Dean was, where he's not technically a series regular, yeah. but he's around a lot. And he um, usually and, hits. He doesn't miss very often. And he's very funny. I mean, right? Like he's he's very uh he has a type, right? He's very Mike Ermintrout. Like his character yeah. is is gruff. Um, he's a little rough around the edges. Um, but I I really like Buzz. I think he's a very fun addition to the show. Um, yeah. I think he's it's fun because we still get the like old man energy that Pierce brought, but not in like a racist, sexist way. Was he hired specifically to sort of fill the void of Chevy Chase? Do we know? I don't, I mean, obviously at the point that he was hired, like, um, Breaking Bad new. has wrapped at this point. Uh, it's, so it's January 2nd, 2014, when uh, this episode airs initially. Breaking Bad is done by a good margin at this point. And uh, uh, he's gearing up, I think, at this point to go to Better Call Saul. So is this like, this is like his gig in between gigs, maybe? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no spoilers for Breaking Bad. I think but, uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, character traits. He had some time off from Buzz um, that you've already you've already seen 
uh it's the the whole thing of he like he likes to draw cartoon ducks but he can't draw bills yeah the bills are bad that's one of the two things he's bad at which is great yeah uh so i look forward to learning more about him i'm gonna go ahead and interpret buzz hickey as a literal mike ermintrout alias he's Uh, very very similar to that character mike in better call saul especially you see him like uh do like these sort of like on the spot undercover gigs every once in a while I'm just going to assume that Gus Fring needs something from Greendale is maybe contemplating whether or not to install a Poyos Hermanos location mm-hmm. at the Greendale cafeteria the a, la, a la Shirley sandwiches or the subway. Yeah. And that uh, this has been a long uh, installation of Mike Ermintrout to, to yeah. suss it out. So he does have a few um, like uh, where we explore his character more episodes cool. like Great. I can think of. So I think you're really going to love him. Um, I, I certainly think he's a welcome addition. I know there are people who are like, oh, I like the OG community group. And I do too, of course. But I think Buzz is so fun to have because uh, if Jeff was the only teacher in the group, I think it would be a little, uh, I don't know. I think you kind of need another teacher in there to balance the group out. Yeah, I think so. I think that even without having seen where the show goes from here, uh, you know, I I definitely feel like that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and certainly, uh, you know, all good TV shows have to evolve. Do they not? Do they not have to evolve Sometimes. and adapt to casting changes and time going on? I believe uh, to quote uh, a frenemy of Mike Ermintrout. Uh, that uh, it's uh, it's the cycle. It's solution, mm-hmm. dissolution, just over and over. It is growth, then decay, then transformation. Is that not what mm-hmm. a good TV show is all about, Jess Sterling? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just need a little breath of fresh air in a new season of a show. Indeed you do. All right, well, let's recap this one, uh, Jess. It is Introduction to Teaching, which... Like the Nicolas Cage and Mike Ehrmantraut headlines aside, I thought was just a terrific episode. Really mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Titles could be more memorable. Sure. But that's fine. Yes. Yes. That's I do pretty think much that's right. kind of the, the thing with community most I of the think time. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we start off in Jeff's class. He's teaching fundamentals, <laughs> fundamentals of law. Uh, he says, I don't answer questions and I don't use names. Uh, until he gets to the first like black kid, and then he's like, "Okay, maybe we should." Use, maybe let's do names. Let's do names. Yeah, he's just describing all like he's using yeah. nicknames to describe Ski the cap. kids, uh, and like I think he like gut checks his inner Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah. uh, decides maybe let's do names. Yeah, um, are we human beings or just question and answer machines? And one mm-hmm. of the students says, "We're students, and you're a teacher." And you're a teacher. <laughs> yeah, this first uh, this first sequence is really funny to me. Of like. Jeff learning the ropes of being a teacher as opposed to being a Greendale student where he can't ogle people in the hallway. No, he goes in the hallway. Creepy. Did you yeah. see that? The professor, he was just leering was at leering me. Leering at me. Yeah. Then he gets up to Leonard who, mm-hmm. what is happening with Leonard he and has the earring? An earring. Is this going to stick around? <laughs> I think it's mostly just for this episode, um, but I love it. It's like it's somewhere between brilliant and tragic. But it's earring. so funny. I thought that Leonard was really adorable in this episode. Uh, if like not there are for few... Buzz Hickey, like yeah. he would have easily got in my Dean's list point. I do think that they're like 
there are a few candidates in this episode. Uh, it's tough. Like, this, this is tough. Like, it is like Buzz Hickey kind of just shows up, and what are you going to do? You have to give him the Dean's List point. It's just like the – I don't get to why I did it. I mean, spoiler, I gave it to Buzz. But, like, um, I do think, like, this moment with Leonard is so funny where Jeff says he looks like the road manager for the California <laughs> reasons. It's brutal. It's such – like, again, this is an insult you get when Dan Harmon is writing Community. Sure. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but people don't like that he's, like, treating students – that way there's like yeah. this one student you're not like, one of us anymore yeah you can't do that uh yeah, so, so jeff's having a hard time fitting in until he uh winds up at his new office uh where he's gonna meet his new buddy for the rest of the episode though it's you know it's not immediately uh clear that they're gonna be friends because buzz hickey takes the piss out of jeff when yeah. he introduces himself as a criminology professor and Jeff's like, I'm teaching law. It's just a temporary gig. And Hickey says, oh, it's a temporary gig for me, too, uh, for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's he's been working there for uh, a long while. And I think uh, you can sense that immediately because he does operate with this like this like jaded um, sense of of being a teacher, like the very like it's us against the students kind of right. mentality. Um, so, uh, we're in the study hall and the new table is on display. Mark two, mm -hmm. very Iron Man. Um, and, uh, and I love, I, one of the funniest bits is Ovid saying table power down power and down. Troy saying, wait, I have a cup, I have on, a cup there. on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's important because you don't want anything bad to happen to your cup. Mm -hmm. Um, I look forward to finding out future, uh, uh, you know, additions to the table Mark two, like what can table Mark two do? We'll see. Okay. As the unifying power of friendship? Mm, Maybe. It's definitely less stable than the two other tables before it because it yeah. doesn't have a central bar. To, I know, as we've covered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Annie starts um, razzing, or everybody's razzing Jeff about being a teacher. Annie, turns out, has Hickey for criminology. And yeah. Abed wants to sign up for a two-day course. Nicholas Cage, good or bad? Nicholas Cage, good or bad, is a dream course for me. And I, I love that this is the lens uh, with which we are looking at Nicholas Cage in this episode. Deeply relatable. I have not gotten into it, I don't think, on the Community Building podcast, but I've certainly talked in the past on a different podcast or elsewhere about how my journey with Nicolas Cage was very similar. For many years, I thought he was bad. And then I realized that he's also good and sometimes mm -hmm. bad. And as a result, is transcendent. Uh, is yeah. godlike in his own way, as uh, Abed will discover with Shirley. Uh, so it's very it's a very fun way. I mean, I think like it's easy to look at it as like, oh, well, everyone's always obsessed with Nicolas Cage and some version of this is always going to happen. Like when we're talking about Nicolas Cage, is he just like a meme or is he an actor? Uh, I think it is fair to ask. Why not both? Yeah, except you can be both. And yeah. I love that Shirley is the one that is going to teach that lesson to Abed later. Yes. Uh, Jeff wants to take this as a blow-off class, and Annie reminds him that he's a teacher, and he doesn't mm -hmm. have time for blow-off classes. He needs to come up with a curriculum. Yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> the dean comes in. <laughs> he gives Jeff an apple, puts glasses on him, gives him the a glasses, graduation cap. The glasses sent me. Uh, yeah, he, it was the pipe for me. <laughs> I think I think Joel McHale's physical comedy in this scene alone is uh, one of my favorite Joel McHale performances across mm -hmm. the whole show. Of He's him so just still. staring forward 
dead he looks inside. Like he wants, yeah, he wants to die. It's like he already did. Uh, yeah. Like, it's like this is like Dean is putting all of this on a body is what it feels like. <laughs> uh, and then we get our first little mention of Dean attempting to learn Excel, which is going mm-hmm. to come into play many a time in this oh, episode. Good. Great. Yes. Um, uh, in the Nicholas Cage class, of course, the teacher is Professor, Professor Sean Garrity. It's also great. known as Professor Professorson. Great to see Professor Professorson again, uh, mm-hmm. especially if we're going to be getting into some Nicolas Cage turf. I feel like he is the guy to guide us through it. Another yeah. potential Dean's List candidate in an alternate universe. Yeah. Uh, and so Abed, of course, asks, well, what's what's the Do you know the answer? Is he good or bad? And he says the question has no answer. The homework is five Nicolas Cage movies by Wednesday. No marathons. Space out your viewing. I, I believe he says to Ovid, Ovid, be careful. Yeah, be uh, very careful because he says, oh, just five? Yeah, and he knows at this point, I think he talks about it here, right, about how Abed busted who's the boss. Yeah, uh, and he's like, good, Angela, it was Angela. Good and relevant callback. I, <laughs> I thought that was fun. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the cafeteria, Jeff is complaining because he doesn't know how to make a curriculum and Hickey mm-hmm. is trying to show him the ropes of being professor. He says there are perks. He cuts everyone in the food line. He's like, listen, we can actually eat this crappy food hot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Leonard, of course, says, Winger, what are you doing? This line is for food, not for Lionel Richie tickets. This is my house. This is my house. And then <laughs> Hickey is brutal to Leonard. <laughs> this is all I have. It's all I have. <laughs> the meatballs. He, he takes the meatball Those right off his large plate. Meatballs. The food in this episode, the spaghetti and meatballs and the bread look awful. It looks oh, awful to me. See, I've never been had a hankering for meatballs more. I, Not because it looks good, just because I wanted meatballs. I think it looks like actual trash. Uh, <laughs> this reminds me of like, you know, I have like some nostalgic memories of like my college cafeteria or my high mm-hmm. school cafeteria or like uh, whatever. And like looking at this defies that nostalgia. This is whatever the opposite of that is. PTSD. Is it the size of the meatballs? They're humongous. There's and they, not a sauce. They're humongous. They are like... They are gray in a way that looks moldy like a clown. <laughs> and they look dry AF. There's like, okay, they're putting two honking baseball-sized meatballs on a pile of dry spaghetti. Like, where is the sauce? It's trash. Where it looks is the like, Parmesan? It looks like trash. And so uh, by the end of the episode when Jeff is like, uh, we've been eating the same meal all week and nobody noticed it. I was like, uh, excuse me. I noticed it. I noticed it because every time it was on screen, I wanted to hurl. Were you wondering, were you like, why do they keep eating meatballs? I figured it had to be a bit of some kind, whether it okay. was like, an Easter egg for like, there was something behind the scenes that I didn't know about yeah. like why, like was, was, was meatball going to be to season five, what daybreak was to season three. <laughs> it was going to be a, a Beetlejuice yeah. number all over again. Yeah. That was uh, sort of my see, thought. Yeah. It's one of those things where I, I noticed the meatballs, but it doesn't dig in my head that like, wow, they're eating meatballs a lot. Every time yeah. I see this episode until the very end. Ugh, um, gross. But yeah, so Hickey takes Leonard's meatballs and makes him leave. In that they enter the teacher's lounge where pe- it's, it's like a speakeasy. People are smoking, people are drinking, uh, and they all laugh at Jeff trying to make a like a syllabus. They say, here's what you need to know. Break into groups, grade each other's papers, and please enjoy the seven-disc edition of Planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Chang's winning me back, by the way. It's happening. I mean, listen, me. Chang is not bad in this episode. He's great in this episode. Oh, uh, okay. Chang's just like, like, they're just accepting Chang as part of the faculty again, as if the Chang dynasty never happened, as if the Kevin thing wasn't real. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to follow suit with the rest of the teachers, and I'm going to yeah. do my best to bury all of that as well. Uh, although, I, of course, I did love the Chang dynasty, but I'm going to try and bury the Kevin betrayal yeah. that I felt. Uh, and just get back on board because he had, this is a funny scene where he's like in the faculty room, but of course coming up like five minutes from now, not even, uh, is a, a really, really great moment. Yeah. Uh, I like that they, they're setting the world up to explain how Chang got away with being not only a Spanish professor, but now also a math professor. Mm -hmm. Like, I like that they're explaining how exactly that happened with like, Okay, now that you see this teacher's lounge, you're kind of like, okay, I, I get it. Um, and so Dean comes in to like drop off the paychecks, but he's not allowed in the student lounge or the wow. teacher's lounge. Yeah. Um, and he just he talks about again, he talks about he's learning Excel. Jeffrey, don't wait. We have we have to get together to talk about Excel. Yeah. Um, so he leaves. Waiting to Excel. Uh mm -hmm. so Dean is turned away. Meanwhile, we go to the apartment uh with Troy yeah. and Abed and Annie, and they're watching. Nicolas Cage movies and I, I couldn't tell if this was an actual Nicolas Cage movie or if it was just like the audio of what Abed's going to do it later. It sounds in the kind of like the audio. It, uh, it is. It sounds exactly like that. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like so and I wrote down a lot of these quotes because they cracked me up so much. Nicolas Cage is so weird. He seems scared to smell that flower but happy to get shot. Like that feels like face off to me but I mm. don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, so how it, many of yeah. these how many of these movies have you seen? So he'll give you The Rock. Yes, I've seen. Con Air. I've seen. Then Face Off. Yes. And you think you understand, but then Wind Talkers. No. Guarding Tests. No. The Wicker Man. Most of, but not all. Okay. All so. like the meme stuff from, from The Wicker Man. But I don't think I've ever like sat down to watch it front to back. But yeah. I think over time I've seen all of The Wicker Man. Okay. Like in, a, in like a Frankensteinian way. Uh, but I've never seen Wind Talkers and I've never seen Guarding Tess. There are a lot of other bad movies that they could have called. Not the least of which is Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Have you ever seen that one? Of course not. He tries to do like a Greek accent in it. It's awful. It's I think he's like, no, I think he's Italian in Greece, I think, in uh, Captain Corelli. And okay. it is it is horrific. Uh, the accent is so, so, so bad kind of, to the point that it's kind of genius. Yeah, it's committed. At least he's so committed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he Very begs cute. you to stop watching, but you can't. Is he good or is he bad? Every actor is something. Robert Downey Jr. Good. Jim Belushi. Bad. Oh, Van Damme. The good kind of bad. Johnny uh -huh. Depp, the bad kind of good. Everything that was said was not a lie. All exactly. Yeah. There's a spectrum. Cage is on it. I just have to find him. Again, I. this is so funny because they, they pack in. This is community where they pack in the pop culture jokes. And they're so ridiculously accurate. It's mm -hmm. so funny. Yeah. What's great about Nicolas Cage is he's on his own spectrum. Uh, Nicolas Cage he himself is a spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Annie's like, I'm going to go call Jeff and see how he's doing. Uh, he's drinking with all the professors and they're working on their syllabuses. Their syllabi. Yeah. And Annie's like, it's syllabi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's getting really suspicious of Jeff as a teacher, not taking his job seriously. So much so that when we go to his classroom in the next scene, Annie has enrolled in the class and it leads 
to the terrific line from Chang of, oh, she's in your class, yo. Great <laughs> yeah, moment. Oh, she's in your class, yo. Very good. Loved that. This is like borderline narc behavior from Annie, and I do not care for it. I think Annie enrolling into class to check in on Jeff and make sure he's doing his job, I'm not here for that. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I think that's bad. Yeah. Just let him do it. Why do you have to babysit Jeff? I mean, I think she doesn't want him to. Here's the thing. Okay. If I'm going to try to defend best. Annie. Do your best, Jess, because I here's... thought that this was, dare I say, abhorrent friend oh behavior. Yeah. Um, In my opinion, what Annie is trying to do is I feel like she knows Jeff would be a good teacher, right? He gives his classic winger speeches all the time. She wants him to excel at something, excel at something that he would be good at. And he's not like fulfilling his potential. Uh And so she's in her own misguided way, trying to help him succeed at this job. Now she does it in a very Annie (laughs) way, Uh which isn't great. Um, One thing I will say though, have you noticed a shift in the Annie outfit? In the Annie outfit department. Um, not particularly. Should I so, be noticing it? Back in the day, in seasons one and two, she was all about the dresses and the skirts and the cardigans and like okay. the ballet flats with the tights. Like always. Okay. That's all she wore. Always. Yeah. Now and moving forward, you're gonna notice a lot more like dress pants and button-down shirts. She's like it's a, a much more now? very, very like um female FBI agent is okay. how it reads to me. Um, and could be because she's in trying to get a uh, you know a degree in forensics. Yeah. But um, they do change her outfits, and I think it's interesting to notice because it feels like they're trying to also like be like, no, this is the new, this is the new mature right. Annie. Right, also. right. And I really appreciate you highlighting all of that as a way to deflect from the fact that Annie is acting like trash towards Jeff. Yeah, uh, you're by enrolling in his class. <laughs> so I thought that that was a really strong effort, and I will Thank be you. sure to pay attention to the uh, to the wardrobe moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I do love how she keeps him after class. And she yeah. says, what I saw today was embarrassing. You were late. You clearly had no idea. And yeah. he's like looking away. She's like, hey, hey. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you didn't even know what tort referral meant. And when yeah. I asked you to explain the Sixth Amendment, you pled the fifth. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, that seems like he did law correctly there. Uh, yeah. But she gives him so many books to read and is going to quiz him tomorrow. I don't like it. And he's like, like, I wish Troy was in my class. Work on the forensic stuff. You don't need to do this to Jeff. I guess it's like kind of an undercover assignment, but she also like blew her cover. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. I think there was a better way. He's not subtle. I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so afterwards, Hickey's going to tell Jeff that Annie needs to be taken out. This is a very Mike Ehrman Trout thing to say. Of the class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important to qualify there. Yes. Um, and <laughs> and uh, he says minus her. And he's like, what? Give her A minuses. Mm-hmm. Teachers don't have to explain minuses. Why do you think we invented them? This is brilliant, yeah. but terrible. It is horrible. I would he, be pissed. Yeah, I was I, I was going to ask, but then I was like, I don't think it's worth asking Jess how she would feel. About I would this. be the Annie. I would lead a riot. Yeah. There would be a revolution. Yeah, and A minus feels passive aggressive. It's, it's so mean. It's I like I hate- almost would rather get a B plus. Yeah, like I, uh, so most of my schooling, we didn't use letter grades. It was mostly out of 100 was how we were graded. Anytime I got an 89, I was extra peeved mm-hmm. because it's so much worse than a 90 yeah. and I will not be convinced otherwise. Sure, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's just a single point difference, but. Uh, still matters. I understand. It gets you, uh, it keeps you out of the 90s and we're, we know you're all about that. The, all the about shit that the 90s. 90s teaches you for sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they, uh, they're they still eating meatballs. <laughs> you like the Leonard meatballs? No. They added something special. It's, it's Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, they ground him up. his earring is in there. Yeah, they put his ear in there. And then Leonard's like, can I have my uh, earring back? Yeah. S- poor sweet Leonard. So nasty, too. It's really gross. It you is. ruined a meatball with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In his earlobe. And uh, folks, if you uh, forgot, just remember uh, Leonard's words of wisdom at the end of our community building theme song here for season five. Unsubscribe, which means it's a very British way of saying and subscribe to the community building podcast feed if you have not done so already. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we go back to the apartment, Abed has lost it. There are sticky notes and strings everywhere. He looks like a serial killer or yes. someone who is trying to find a serial killer. Correct. And um, which I guess is sort of Nicolas Cage as well. <laughs> sometimes he's serial killer. Sometimes he's <laughs> cop trying to find serial killer. Yeah. Sometimes he's a, what's a renegade? Is that what they call the people that are like 
in Face Off, he's literally both, right? What's you the know? one where you're like, oh, a vigilante? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Uh, so stuff. he says he has a working theory, and don't react until you've heard the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you watch closely at the seven-minute mark in Snake Eyes... <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen Snake Eyes? Uh, I actually haven't seen Snake Eyes. And that one I feel like I will either love or hate. Uh, so I got Snake Eyes out there waiting for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's this line about you'll notice the moment where an alien arm could have. Like, is Abed pitching that Nicolas Cage is possessed by an alien? Could be. Yeah. I don't uh, think aliens he's... are in Snake Eyes. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Snake Eyes is grounded in reality. And if it's not, then I don't know a huge spoiler about Snake Eyes. Let's keep it that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. But I think pretty sure it's about like Nicolas Cage is trying to figure out an assassination that was like an inside job at like okay. a fighting game, I think. Is it a boxing match or like a UFC thing? I don't know. I think that that's close. Close mm-hmm. enough. Uh, but yeah, he's still obsessed with some crazy actors are good, some are bad, but none of them are neither, and there's no yeah. such thing as both. So which one is Nicholas Cage? Huh? 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 Oh, huh? oh. He stops because he's having the freak out, but it's <laughs> he too realizes soon. what's happening. Yeah, he's being uh, taken over. He's mm-hmm. being possessed by the spirit of Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Uh, back in Jeff's classroom, he wins an argument against Annie. She gets upset and she leaves and Garrett is in Jeff's class and says he can't believe that Jeff won an argument with Annie. Um, you don't argue with Annie Garrett. You let her argue with herself unless until she loses anyone that tries to argue has already lost because they picked an argument to lose. Uh, and so yeah, then this he... is why, like, I didn't pursue the negotiations on the puppet scores uh, even further because you uh, kind of just decided to lose by refusing to budge off of your zero, Jess. Which prevented... I did not lose because I stood by the truth. No, which prevented the puppets episode from being the bottom ranked episode because I would have pushed my four down to probably like a one point five, uh, and you refused to do that. So rather than argue it further. Mm-hmm. I just allowed the result to stand. Uh, and the thing is, uh, is I sleep so soundly at night knowing mm-hmm. I gave it its rightful score of zero. And I sleep very soundly at night knowing I did what I had to do to make sure it wasn't the worst episode of season four. Mm-hmm. Sounds like mm-hmm. we're both getting great nights of sleep. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so Jeff actually is very good at teaching. So he starts talking about the truth. And he likes it. Around it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he tells Annie he likes teaching, and she's, and she's like, "Look what Hickey gave me!" And it's like a a rat with a knife on it on the poster board. <laughs> He's like, "He did that," and she's like, "No, I, that's my uh, that's my witness intimidation uh, project." That was a great, great, great community gag. That was very funny. Uh, and she got an A minus, and she says, "I have to drop your class, Jeff. I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so she's yeah. done. Yeah, maybe she should have focused up instead of minding Jeff's beeswax. She should have minded her own, Jess, and she wouldn't have gotten the minus. Yeah, well, she's trying to help. She's trying to help. Yeah, Um, in a really intrusive way, but. Yeah. Uh, back in the Nicolas Cage class, Trey says, I think he's a genius. I mean, he keeps getting hired for some reason, and it's not because of his hair. It might be because of his hair. (laughs) Nicolas Cage's hair is like a living organism in its own right. (laughs) I think it's not impossible that, like, the alien arm Ahmed saw, like, is the hair. It's like his his venom symbiote. His hair in Next, though, is so horrific. Next level. Yeah, and that's from his time where he had that hair across a couple of movies, Knowing, Bangkok, Dangerous. 
Uh, yeah, he had like this moment where it's it was so like bad. it was like sort of Nicolas Cage meets Lord Farquaad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. Uh, yeah. So Shirley says, "I don't know if I was in seventy films over thirty years, and I spent each one talking at random volumes. I might accidentally <laughs> win an Oscar." Yeah, just by uh, sheer volume of movies, too. I think it was inevitable <laughs> that Nick Cage would win an Oscar, and like relatively early in his run, actually. Shirley's roast of Nick Cage is the yeah. best thing ever. Shirley like, is <laughs> Shirley is stealthily excellent in this episode. She's really good. Yes. yes. Uh, Britta says, "I think our opinions about pop culture are fed to us by machines designed to criminalize human human anatomy." Yeah, and they're like enough, Britta. Right? Enough, Britta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Abed walks in with a binder, and the professor immediately is like, "Give him space, give, give him, him space, space, give him room." It's like almost like he, it's like Professor Professorson like recognizes in Abed that like he yeah. is he's like maybe like medically unhealthy right now. Uh, so it's like give him give him some space. Everybody be on guard in case something happens. Uh, and so Abed tries to rise to the challenge. It's not unsolvable yeah. because all actors have distinct values which I used to find answers. And like, how much Nicholas Cage? Enough! I watched enough to find the answers. Uh, and then he really gets into it. Uh, he says his being doesn't allow for Nicholas freaking Cage, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's very good. Great moment. Iconic how good is Danny Pudi at being Nicholas Cage? Five stars. So good. Five meow meow beans, to be precise. Yeah. Very. Uh, good. Did you notice the the thing on the chalkboard that says "Always be caging"? Always a b. Mind your ABCs. <laughs> Always be caging. Always be caging. These are mm-hmm. the rules. Uh, so this was terrific, and I am thrilled to have experienced it. Uh, and I'm yeah. thrilled to have experienced it twice. That's the thing. Like, even episode. if you've seen the GIF of like Nicolas Cage's noises, like you can't. It's still. It's still so good to uh-huh. hear it. It was, uh, yeah. yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was, it was very excellent, and I was deeply pleased. Like, I think my favorite of the entire core. thing is, I'm a sexy cat. I'm a sexy cat. I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. Does he play a sexy cat in something? I, you know, missed opportunity and may have saved the musical adaptation of Cats. <laughs> it's possible that if they had cast him as Mr. Mistopheles, the whole narrative would be changed. Because <laughs> Idris Elba was, like, clearly unhappy. He's like, I don't want to be here. Di- okay. Yeah, he's Mr. Mistopheles. Why would he do that? Money. He's so much better than that, Cash. though. Have you seen him? Doesn't he have commercials now? I saw him in a commercial. I don't know. And I'm so not used to him having a British accent because uh-huh. that's actually his accent. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god! Like you should check out Luther, Jess. Uh, scary stuff. But if you really love Idris Elba, uh, I really me, love Idris Elba. It's just. Oh my god, it's a show? What, Luther? Yeah. Luther is like the thing that uh, he's like this is his thing. Luther a is British sort of British psychological baby. crime don't, thriller. Yeah, don't look too deep into it. No, Luther was um, really really terrific and then kind of went off the rails, but uh, The thing the is about Idris Elba is like you think he's sexy just in general and then you hear him talk in a British accent and it just like ups the level. He's a fairly impressive individual. Uh, like, he even ruined the Dark Tower, and I'm not mad at him about you it. You can't be! Yeah. Look at his face! Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, we're supposed yeah. to be talking about Nicolas Cage. Uh, <laughs> to eat yourself up. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Uh, but office. yeah, it's great. It's great. The Nicolas Cage moment is uh, absolutely elite. Very good. 
So Jeff asked Hickey why he gave Annie a minus. And he while was, he's drawing his cartoon duck? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he's just like, you minus the best student in class. And he says, I'm a monster. I was in a in the storm drain layer of the Black River Ripper. Uh-huh. I have seen human heads used for things other than heads. <laughs> you best not be calling me a monster. Yeah, I don't want to know what he has seen. Uh, I don't know what they were Again, used Barry for. Again, very Mike Trout. Yeah, and uh, yeah. a great, maybe almost like a Better Call Saul Priester egg. Because, and I believe it is the third scene of Better Call Saul, uh, we find out uh, about Jimmy McGill defending some clients who also used a human head for yeah. things other than a human head. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Jeff is like, I-, I was handling it. Don't interfere with my stuff. Uh, and he, like, besmirches his honor as a cartoonist, and he leaves. And um, <laughs> And Hickey says... The duck's name is Jim, and publishers are interested. <laughs> Great stuff. I just, it's I love. It's like one of my favorite character beats about Hickey. Like, cause you have to, you can't just make him like a gruff guy. You got to make him like, where's the heart of gold? Where's sure. the little squish? Yeah. And the squish is the duck named Jim. Yeah, Jim the duck uh, yeah. with the bad bill. That's a little more like a beak. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff's gonna tell Annie that minuses at, at Greendale are made up. She's furious. She mm-hmm. causes a riot and everyone loses their mind. Neil is here. Garrett's losing it. Neil's going, it's riot time. Magnitude yeah. throws the most ferocious pop pop we've heard. <laughs> um, you forgot the thing that probably for me earns Troy most of his meow meow beans, where twice he goes, et tu brute. Yeah. And he's like, good. and he's like, wait, did I use that right? And then again he goes, et tu brute. Very good. Very <laughs> good. I don't know why him saying et tu brute kills me so Very much. Very good. Very so good. Uh, uh, everyone freaks out. There's a yeah. huge riot. Um, in the apartment, Abed is throwing away all his movies and surely comes to check on him. Yeah. Uh, Initially, love- it seems like it's a recruitment uh, exercise, but it's not at uh, at the end of the day. He yeah. tells her about how uh, he thought the meaning of people was somewhere in here, but he looked inside Nicolas Cage and he found a secret. People are random and pointless. <laughs> uh, and Shirley says he can't understand everything. And perhaps Nicolas Cage works in mysterious ways. Uh, and, uh, he's a demon to some and an angel to others, like a Cenobite. And she's just dropping Hellraiser mythology. And like, I'm late to the Hellraiser party. I watched Hellraiser for the first time, like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, even though like I knew what Pinhead was and I'd heard of Cenobite, but I know nothing beyond that. And Shirley's just like going off about Hellraiser in space and stuff. It was great. It was very funny. It feels like Shirley would be like a secret horror movie junkie. It does. I think it's true to character. And I also like the continuation of the Shirley mentors Abed storyline. Cause we've been here a few times before. Mm-hmm. And I think um, of all of the people to try to like talk sense into Abed or at least get him to like, not be, uh, you know, looking at this as like a fruitless endeavor. Right. Um, I think it has to be Shirley, right? Troy's going to go along with everything um, that uh, Abed does. Annie is going to be like, Abed, this is so silly. You know, I think Shirley really is the best person for the job in this case. And I really appreciate like a one-on-one moment with any character in Shirley, yeah. especially because she's being so underutilized that it felt this nice. Was, to this was a very good, a very good utilization of Shirley for sure. Yeah. Uh, back at the riot, uh, slightly higher grades. Slightly, slightly higher, higher grades. grades. Uh, Britta and- being out of data is 
killed me where she says, oh, wait, I'm out of data minutes. The whole world will be watching this on the first day of next month. For me, Britta was like totally mid to the point of being like, I like almost like just like not just forgettable, but like not used in this episode. Yeah. And this moment uh, elevated her a little bit for mm-hmm. me. Uh, yeah, the, the whole world will be watching this on the first of next month. It was really good. Uh Jeff tries to rally the troops. He's like, we're all in this together. The teachers here are teachers here because they suck. And so are the students. We're all on the same team. Yeah. Uh, I left and look at me. I came back. Anyone who leaves isn't actually going anywhere. And then they just like keep throwing food at him and yelling at him. And he's like, I, I'd like you all to know you're doing this together. Teamwork. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. Uh they find out they've been eating spaghetti and meatballs for a week because the dean screwed up the spreadsheet. Yes, yes. Uh so yeah, so they all boo him, they throw food at him, and then we are in the dean's office of uh, they're eating more meatballs, and yep. Dean is explaining Excel to Jeff. Uh, and he says, I know it's unrealistic to think that we can eliminate riots completely, but I've been crunching the numbers and I believe we can reduce them by 40%. I think at Greendale, a 40% reduction of riots is uh, probably yeah. almost insignificant. Yeah. There's some constant uh, danger at that school. So uh, don't think that that means much. Yes. Um, he wants to create a real save Greendale committee. Uh, mm-hmm. Like this is no longer a bit. Let's actually do this. Uh, and Jeff is kind of like, roped into doing it specifically once he gets the idea that hickey should be on the team and that's because hickey comes in he says there's two things i don't do well apologies and drawing duck bills i lost perspective students are the enemy aren't the enemy and i don't know maybe my bills are a little pointy maybe i'm basing them on beaks uh so he gave annie an a he corrected the grade this was his form of an apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff decides uh, Buzz should be on the team. And so when we go and see the first meeting of the Save Greendale committee, it's a student-teacher conference. Uh, and it, yep. is, uh, it is Buzz Hickey taking Pierce's place at the table. Feels yeah. like a moment. It is. It's a big moment. And the first thing that he does is he squirts his lunch out of a tube. <laughs> yeah. Because he's taste testing rations for the shelter he's digging. And Trey says, are you the coolest person ever? Yeah. And he just goes, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, gotta say, uh, the squeezed paste food is almost more appetizing looking Stop. than meatballs to me. No. All, I'm not so insane that I said more. I said almost. Almost. Oh that just, I hated that. Oh my God. Um hated the, the meatballs. Uh and then the dean is watching from outside the window, kind of like single tear. Yeah. Su- sweet moment for the dean. The song is so silly. It's like in French. And it's all about how he doesn't know how to play, uh, how to use Excel and how he's sad. And now his song is in French. And I don't know why it kills me every time. But for whatever reason, the fact that they put the song in French makes it so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it lends like an air of gravitas yeah. to the moment. Is he crying because he's not allowed in? Yeah, he's, he's not been, allowed into the meeting. He's been blacklisted from the meeting, or was he crying with pride? I almost thought like no, he's proud he of Jeff. No, uh, okay. he was sad. Okay, yeah. well, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, Post credits is Troy and Abed undercover in Hickey's office. Uh, they mm-hmm. want to surprise Jeff, but instead Hickey shows up and doesn't notice that Troy and Abed are there. As a, a as a chair and a plant, respectively. Yes, they look incredible. Um, Troy's makeup on his face is incredible. So uh, good. Very very fun. They're so excited about this, 
And then they hear way too much from Hickey. He wakes up every night screaming. <laughs> yeah, life's unfair, but it's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll call back. And then he, and he get mods buzz. I'm going to say this as is fast so as good. I can. We can't afford to bury dad with the rest of the family. Yeah, I'm going to say this as fast as I can. <laughs> it's so <laughs> ridiculous. And like this whole time, like Troy used to see like a single uh, tear falling down his face. Oh, uh, my it's gosh. Very good. It's very, very funny. good. Streets way ahead for me. Uh, very yeah. much a pass here. Uh, let's get into some feedback for this episode. Jess long time. First time says math teacher Chang takes me back to season one, senior Chang, maybe even a tiny bit more grounded. It's refreshing after the last couple chaotic storylines and the teacher's lounge seems like a chill hang. Uh, I agree. Uh, teacher's lounge looks, uh, particularly fun to hang out in Jess. Yeah. I agree with this take as well. Uh, I, I like that. We're like I said, I like that. We're kind of explaining how it is that Chang got away with being a, uh, we're stabilizing the situation. Yeah. Right? Stable condition. Aaron writes Greendale's back, baby. Oh, how I cackled. This is one of my favorite episodes. Abed is in his absolute element here. I laugh so hard every time I watch it. Never stops being funny. Absolute genius. Aaron, I co-sign. Uh, this mm-hmm. was one of my favorite communities for sure. Uh, Eric says, in the commentary, they said that they originally had the Dean subplot involve him wearing a ridiculous costume almost the entire episode. But in the end, they scaled it back and just did the Excel running joke with him. I love this decision. The Excel stuff cracks me up, especially when the endless meatball lunches turn out to be due to his Excel incompetence. There have been some great Dean costume jokes, but I think they've become too reliant on them and pushed aside other forms of Dean humor. So it's nice to see a great, simple, funny Dean plot that has nothing to do with costumes. Didn't even think about that, but it's true that Dean is like just always dressed up. Always yeah, I like that they scaled it back. Like they're like, we don't have to rely on the costumes for the humor for Dean, especially you're relying. Give Jim Rash, like you know, let him exercise his comedy chops a little bit. Besides just having on a silly outfit. Uh, Jank writes it. Jank Jank writes in and says both Abed's Nick Cage meltdown and the riot had me cracking up. Not to mention the Dean's uh, running Excel joke. This felt like a true return to form for the show, not just after season four, but a concerted effort to find the right balance between being grounded and absurd that had tipped a little too far into the absurd in season three. Sort of like how I (laughs) uh, finished reading that uh, piece of feedback from Jane. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I agree Uh, with Jane. I think that like this feels like uh, it explains a little bit more about the community community. And I Mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. Um, meow meow beans time. Uh, I was pretty high on everybody in this episode. Abed clear five, uh, and, and he has to be in a league of his own. So I wasn't able to give anybody else a five just to sort of represent the transcendence of the Nicholas cage moment. Uh, I gave Jeff a four and a half, 4.5 meow meow beans for me so far. And we've got plenty of room to go. He has been, uh, he has been the best character of season five. Uh, I feel like they're really finding their stride with Jeff so far. It seems like where like they're using the winger speeches appropriately. He is like, he has this big main character energy right now, Jess, but it's not insufferable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm loving how they're treating Jeff so far. And I hope that it lasts. The Spence is so great. I hope it lasts um, a bunch of fours to hand out. Uh, I don't know that Troy would have uh, gone all the way to, to a full four if not for the end credits, uh, but the end mm-hmm. credits and his participation in that was, was really, really wonderful. Shirley gets the four. Her moment with Abed is really terrific. And the Cenobite thing is such a shock. Uh, Chang coming in and, uh, oh, she's in your class, yo. It's just really, really funny. And I liked that we had this return. So like 
I don't know if it's even a return to form for Chang. I feel like it was like really great middle ground for Chang. And I loved it. He gets a four. Dean is really good in this episode. I loved that final scene as well. Mm-hmm. Felt like actually emotional. So I love that Dean gets a four. Uh, and then beyond that, Britta gets a three. She was barely in the episode, but her, her line about the minutes I thought was pretty funny. And I'm sorry, I'm busting Annie down. I thought that her infiltration of the class was rude, uh, outright bad behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm giving her two meow meow beans, Jess. Sorry. Okay. It's fine. Um, uh, top to bottom, I have Jeff, Abed, and the Dean all getting fives. Um, uh, you know, Abed is very obvious. We don't need to go too much into it. But the the Dean, the XL bit just, just kills me. It's so funny. It's so stupid. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Jeff deserves a five because... I just feel like he's showing a lot of character growth in this episode yes. and I wanted to reward that. Yes. Um, I just felt like he's, he's really, I'm really enjoying him this season. I like he's the great. balance of him still being Jeff, but also trying to like, actually he's, he's going to excel at his job. Like he, he's enjoying it. He likes being a teacher. It's something he's actually naturally very good at. Um, and he's trying to help. And so I, I felt like, you know what? You deserve the five, Jeff. You actually deserve it this time. Um, I gave Britta, Troy, Shirley, and Annie all four and a halfs. Britta, I, I just, I can't, I can't with the, what I get? <laughs> It'll be up next month when uh-huh. I get more data minutes. Troy for the et two, Brute. That's good. Um, That's very good. Just, it kills me. Shirley, again, the most Shirley content we've gotten in a while where it's actually worthy Shirley content. And I felt like I don't know that I'm going to have a ton of opportunities to be giving her a lot of meow meow beans. So while I can, I, I want to do it because yep. um, I just I feel like they underutilize her a lot. And Annie, I I understand you. Uh, what she did was probably wrong. Um, I think her heart is in the right place. And she's trying to get Jeff to realize that, like, he can succeed at this job. He can do a good job if he just puts in a little bit of effort. Um, and it's very within Annie's character. And I also like her new outfits as well. Um, I gave her a four and a half. Chang, I gave a three and a half. That's good for you. That's big for you with Chang. Big for me with yeah, Chang. I like wow. Oh, she's in your class, yo. Yeah. Like, it's a funny line. It's a very throwaway line. They're utilizing Chang, like, the perfect amount. It's nowhere near the levels of the paintball, right? Where, like, that is, like, a – that's the biggest Chang moment for me, I think, in the entire series. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, uh, Chang gets a three and a half for me. Uh, so we're going to have Jeff still at the lead with 23 and a half, but Abed is not far behind at 22. Trailing at the end is Annie. It's early fine. days. It's early it's very days. Early days. It's, it's very fine. early. That it, it's very tight all across the board. So I wouldn't fret yet. I would no, not fret it's, yet. and she know what she won a season, which is the most I can ask. For so. sure. Uh, the Dean's list. This is easy. It's double buzz hickey. Yeah. Double buzz hickey. There, I mean, honorable mentions have to go to like Garrett and Neil and um and Leonard. Magnitude. Leonard, Leonard is is exceptional in this episode. They're all very good. Uh, Professor Professorson, right? There's yeah. so many good characters. Like one of my favorite things about rewatching Community is like noticing things you didn't the first time around. So like in the riot, um, I think it's Neil who's holding like a plank with nails in it. Garrett has an axe. <laughs> yeah, like they all have different things. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's so many people we could have given it to this week so i will try where i can to not always default to giving mike ehrman trout a dean's list point and yet i am just a human being myself well it's uh, also so. his first appearance yes. so i feel like it's very absolutely fair. absolutely um it's an embarrassment of riches at this point with options so we we love to see it uh yes. for the cools for the episode rating jess 
a full four cools for me. This is one of my favorite episodes of Community. I loved it. Obviously, for the Nicolas Cage stuff, clearly is just so in my strike zone. But beyond that, and beyond the fact that Jonathan Banks is showing up, I thought that there were just like a lot of great moments, like good character development too. It was very funny. The jokes per minute were were. Uh, it wasn't like overly aggressive. It was baked in with like these great moments with the different characters. Uh, yeah. If this is if you're saying it goes up from here, then. There's not a there's a there's a significant chance that this will be my favorite season of the show. Uh, it's early days, but like, yeah, I loved the first episode and I really loved this episode. And if you're saying we're still ramping up, then I'm I'm very excited to see where season five. Yeah, I will say um, uh, if this is ramping up next uh, next episode, we will be in fuego. Okay. Um, I think that is just the way. And, and for me, I gave it a three point nine. It is like it is a hair away you've got from more context than i do right i like, do you know but you know what I, josh to your credit a lot of listeners gave this a four like it's yeah. it's more me than it is this episode um i like this episode i actually liked it a lot more than i thought i would on a rewatch like for me this is the episode where uh abed is nicholas cage like yeah. that is that is this episode yeah but there's a lot more um to it than that and so i do think it earns the 3.9 for me it is just shy of a four um, the audience gave it a 3.71, bringing us to a 3.87, very clearly in the lead so far. Yeah, I mean, that's a high score. If it's going to get eclipsed, that's exciting. Uh, I, I so. definitely is. I have no doubt in my mind. Dang. Uh, well, all right. Looking forward to seeing that. You think it's going to get beat next week? I do think so. Oh, my God. Okay, well, next week. I'm really excited. Next, how about that? Uh, next week. I am very excited for the podcast. Unfortunately, we will not be able to do this one live. So no video, no live recording of the podcast due to some scheduling issues. But we have a tremendous guest joining us for community building next week for the uh, really like clonkily titled Basic Intergluteal Numismatics. Did I get it? That is correct. Okay. Uh, and all I know from our uh, upcoming guest uh, about this episode is he has told me that he thinks about this one often, is what he has said. And I will echo that statement. I think about this episode so very often. The great Antonio in the sky, Antonio Mazzaro, is joining us on Community Building next week to talk about Season 5, Episode 3, baby! I'm so excited. This is, I will just say it right away, one of my favorite episodes of Community. That's it. Awesome. Full stop. Very it excited. Is, it's so fun. It's so, uh, it, it's different. It is what I think if you weren't already like for the first two episodes, like, yes, my community is back. This is the episode right. where you're just like, heck yes, we're back, cool. baby. So cool. I'm really, really excited. I look forward to it. I mean, like is community back or is the community like transforming? Like for me, it almost feels like that. It almost feels well, it, like it, it evolves. It's growing up. Uh, it's yeah. leveling up. And I, and I love that. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to next week. If you all love it as much as you do. And of course, always looking forward to talking to Antonio. Uh, and uh, if you miss Antonio in your podcast feed, uh, take a look at what happened in the post-show recaps, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul podcast feed yesterday. If you are listening to this in the community building main feed, if you are a patron, you're getting a little bit of an early exclusive that Antonio and I recorded a really fun podcast uh, celebrating the 15-year anniversary of the Breaking Bad pilot, uh, if you can believe it. Break up the bacon, Jess. Breaking Bad has turned 15 
uh, as of January 20th, uh, 2023, celebrates its 15th birthday. And Antonio and I cooked up a really fun podcast to mark the occasion that I think everybody will enjoy. I'm certainly very proud of it, and I hope you all have fun with that. So uh, we'll get Antonio on the podcast next week as well for community. Great time to be an Antonio Mazzaro fan, as always. Yeah, always a good time to be an Antonio Mazzaro fan. Jess Sterling, what else do you got going on? What kind of shit is the 90s teaching you? Uh, so over here on Post Show Recaps, I'm still covering National Treasure Edge of History mm-hmm. uh, with Marissa. Things are getting so wild. I'm hopping on to talk with her about the most recent episode very soon. And I just, I'm like, where are we going? Yeah. Um, so check that out. It's very fun podcasting with Marissa, of course. Um, we finished up Mythic Quest, so that is in the can. Check out season three. It was so much fun. I'm recording with Zed all about The Last of Us. We're playing through the game for the first time together. We're going to be recording our first podcast very soon. Um, I'm really excited. I played the first little chunk of the game, and I'm like not bad. I'm not good, but I'm uh-huh. not bad. Great. This is good to hear. We um, love that. Great yeah. review. So, but I'm, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying the story. Uh, so check that out. And then, of course, um, outside of Pusher Recaps, you can find me on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. We're talking Dawson's Creek. And uh, we just released a bonus podcast talking Thelma and Louise uh, with Ooh. Sarah Carradine. I had never seen this film. And let me tell you, it is like, I mean, it's up there in terms of like top 20 movies that I've ever seen that I loved. Like it is what? it is that good. It well, is that's not surprising considering you've only seen 20 movies. <laughs> No, I saw two fruit. <laughs> I saw yeah. two movies in the past couple of days. Great, cool. It's a lot. So that boosted you up from 18. And I went to the I went to the theater for one of them. So uh-huh. cool. Uh yeah. But Thelma and Louise is so good. Check it out if you haven't already and listen to that podcast because I feel like we had a very like important conversation. So okay. uh you can find us at shit90s nice. pod on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, I've seen two movies lately. Josh, what would you say <laughs> if I said I wanted to watch all of Steven Spielberg's films? I would say that's great, and you should do it. It's a good project, right? Yeah, I think. That's I mean, a I love me some project. Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, like I just saw the Fablemans. Which Steven Spielberg is is not unlike the Nicolas Cage of directors, uh, in that he has a lot of. I mean, he has very few misses. No uh, one asks, is he good or bad? No, some of his movies you do wonder, is this bad or good? Some of them are bad, uh, but by and large, Nicolas Cage, uh, or Steven Spielberg, rather is one of our great cinematic treasures. Uh, Especially when he teams up with John Williams to do the score. Unrivaled pairing. Yeah, there's a a lot of uh, diversity to his film slate in terms of like types of movies and such. Like some of them will make you laugh. Some of them will make you cry. Mm -hmm. So be prepared. Some of them are very serious. Some of them are I've never seen Jaws. Uh, that's a great movie. You'll like yeah. Jaws. So it has to be on my list. But anyway, so I saw The Fablemans uh, recently, and I saw The Menu recently. So look at Menu's that. Menu's a wild time. Menu's I big could not. Time. I didn't I didn't know what to expect going in, and let me tell you, don't look up anything about this movie. Just watch it. Yeah, good, time. good tip. Uh, and then when you watch it, if you want to check out my coverage of The Menu with the great Rob Sesternino over at the Rob and Josh Show go. here on Post Show Recaps, where every week Rob Sesternino and I are talking about a different show or movie and then talk talking about the latest movie and TV headlines of the week. A tremendous time here on Post Show Recaps and with our sister network, RHAP. Uh, We talked about the menu last week. This week, we talked about the series premiere 
of HBO's The Last of Us, which is officially a mega hit for HBO. We have tons of podcast coverage. Jess's aforementioned first playthrough of The Last of Us alongside the great Brooklyn Zed. We also have the recap on Sunday night with Mike Bloom and Grace Leader. Grace goes on to talk about the show from a spoiler perspective of people who have played the video games alongside the legendary Taryn Armstrong. Uh, I will be doing occasional uh, bonus podcasts throughout the week as well, including next week. Uh, there's some behind-the-scenes chatter about who the guests are going to be for that show. And if it comes together, it's going to be a great podcast. So looking forward yeah. to that. And then uh, in about uh, 45 minutes from this moment in time, as I'm saying these words, I will be joining up with Latanya Starks for the first edition of our Versus podcast for The Last of Us. We are pitting The Last of Us against Station Eleven, uh, the other incredible HBO pandemic apocalypse show. Uh, so if you've got an appetite for pandemic apocalypses, first of all, Congrats on getting your mental health there. Uh, No, that's amazing. Uh, Really, really good. Uh, But if you you have not seen Station Eleven, it's a spoiler-free podcast for the Station Eleven stuff, so you can safely listen to that if it's your first time watching it alongside Latanya and I. We're really excited about that. All of those podcasts available in the Last of Us podcast feed on post-show recaps. If you get a chance to search post-show recaps, Last of Us, and you go to the feed, you can hit that subscribe button, ratings and reviews. Extraordinarily helpful right now as we are looking to to get in the mix here uh, for The Last of Us at the uh, early going of the season. If you like post-show recaps, you want to keep the lights on, but you can't join the Patreon, this is an easy way to help us out. So if you get the chance to go and subscribe to that Last of Us podcast feed, even if you're not watching the show, just to be like, hey, I'll support the podcast, click. I shouldn't say click when it comes to The Last of Us. That has, that's a loaded term. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do that. Uh, PostureRecaps.com slash Last of Us is the RSS link if you want to search by URL. Next week, Jess, we are back with Season 5, Episode 3 with the great Antonio Mazzaro in the sky. Until next time, everybody, Corey B, take us away. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Corey B, yeah. <laughs> Yeah! This oh, yeah. is a show in season five. If I could. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Shut up, Leonard. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Needed to pass or fail Greendale with all of our friends. The brightest timeline makes you say. Touche. Community building is here to stay. Unsubscribe. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.